Sean Khalif from Mam. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 2013 and Don, Brian and the crew are on the run from the law. But they have the chance to go legit with one more job. But it's never just one more job. It's always multiple jobs and intrigue and ex-girlfriends back from the dead. That's right, you heard me. It's time for the latest episode of Revit On, a podcast analytical subsection thingy where we're diving deep into the Fast and Furious franchise. But this is Fast and Furious 6. No gimmicks with the names, it's just the franchise and a number. Let me introduce to you a man who I would have to just say the following. No one drives like Gaston, takes out lives like Gaston, makes a car franchise slightly revive like Gaston. (laughs) 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 My podcast host, Stuart Late is here with me. Hello, as Natalie. Hello, everyone. Yes, and and uh, you've you've introduced me by introducing the 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 great Owen Shaw. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do something a little bit Disney-ish, and I, uh, it's I love Luke. that you, you absolutely had that in your pocket, and you were just waiting to fire that <laughs> off. Look, when I had the idea watching the film, I was very pleased with myself. Yes, And then absolutely. I thought briefly about writing the whole song from the point of view of Owen Shaw as Gaston and uh, and and then I just abandoned that um, due to, you know, general sure. busyness in life. Yeah. But I thought I can at least do a chorus, you know, absolutely. I can at least do three absolutely. lines. <laughs> Stu, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing well, Natalie. How are you? I'm not too bad. All the better. For sitting down and being able to talk to you about this movie, but I just want to—I just want to tell our listeners. I've had to do some jiggery pokery with our podcasting package and do an upgrade <laughs> so we could continue to podcast. Take them, take the listeners under the hood, if you will. Yeah, that's right. Behind the scenes of the podcast machine. Uh, so I've had to just do like an upgrade thing, and it's given me a, what do you call it? A soundboard, a soundboard, an editing soundboard. Oh God, means- yes. Now, now. Everyone, you have to understand that Natalie now has access. I don't have access to this. I don't have. I don't have fingers on the buttons. Natalie yeah. now has access to sound effects. Yeah, except I accidentally deleted one of them, which was like the intro. Music. <laughs> she immediately deleted one. Of them. Immediately, because I didn't know what it was, and I was like, "What? There's a cross here, cross," and it deleted. And I went, "Oh." So what I can do, Stu, for you now, if we're going to talk about this movie, which obviously it's a very you know emotional movie, and we want to get really deep into an emotional moment, I can absolutely. Now- hit this oh. button and we can get a little oh, wow. bit sad and introspective you know it is very it's, i mean it's very days of our lives which is um it's, you know appropriate yeah. for the, the the rising soap opera of this series like just think about the whole challenge that dom has with letty in this film you know his girlfriend is back from the dead but meanwhile he's got another girlfriend who's also super hot what is a man to do <laughs> <laughs> with two super hot girlfriends I know. Let's just have them agree to yeah. be cool. Let's have them be totally cool with it. <laughs> Let's have them be totally cool. If you ever had any worries about whether or not this this entire series was a male power fantasy, um, <laughs> that really puts them to bed. When your super hot girlfriend <laughs> is totally cool with you going after your other super hot girlfriend that you thought was or you thought was dead yeah because she's like no it's totally fine hey i totally understand i get it and then at the end leaves him to go no you need to be with her and that's okay yeah 
Absolutely. It's a beautiful moment. So, yeah, so this is our dramatic music. Um, this is what we've got. So I'll just fade that out. I think it just... I was going to say, we're just going to leave that as a bed underneath the rest of the podcast or what? Yeah, so, right. It's a very... Oh, it's a very, uh, a very melancholic very mood sort of. That's right. <laughs> just put everyone into the like, oh, yeah, the Fast and the Furious franchise is a, a deeply unsettling uh, moral uh, <laughs> dive into the ramifications of a consumerist car culture. And mm. But if we want to bring things back a bit and I can say something like, hey, Stu, I've just made an incredibly funny joke. <laughs> Hey! Oh boy, that one's going to get some use, I think. But Stu, you might say something to me that's incredibly funny, for example. Yes. <laughs> you just that's said it. yes. I had to. <laughs> so that's that. But uh, for my third and final that I have access to here is right. I can say let's we can officially get underway with the podcast now. Everyone ready? <laughs> <laughs> Is that literally the three sound effects you have access to? Is that- those are the three because I deleted the other bit of music. And right. I can upload them. I can upload them, but I'm going to have to go cut and edit a bunch of different sound effects. There are definitely sound bites that we need to put in the, in the podcast then. We do. We need to get a grab of Dom saying it's family or something family. like that. Family and other associated, you know, bits and bobs. So if you have a suggestion. You want, you want a Brian saying, bro, bruh. Hey, bruh. It's okay, bruh. If you have a suggestion for our soundboard. <laughs> Please. At the very it. at the very least we should have an engine rev, right? Oh, we yes, should have like a should. Rum, rum. Yeah, well, now that you've said that, if you can just do that again clean, I'll edit it <laughs> and I'll put it in. No. So it's in no, the no, car. No, no, no. It's just you going brum brum. It's just me. It's me going brum brum. I think that would be funnier, to be honest with you. Fair enough. It's okay. now time for the action scenes. Brum brum. <laughs> <laughs> Very so nice. yeah, if you have a suggestion at Girl Clumsy on Twitter, at Disco Stew on Twitter, call in if you think we need a soundboard. Like send the YouTube clip that you think we should use the bit of, and I'll grab it and I can upload it to our soundboard. And so for the rest of the, you know, we can grow this soundboard over the podcast, the remaining movies that we have. To we be can grow this a- soundboard just like the Fast and Furious franchise is growing in size literally yeah, every day. Cool. Because I don't know whether you've seen it. If we could probably do like a quick little uh, news news update in this sort of uh, section. Oh yeah. Because I don't know whether you've seen, but uh, Vin Diesel on the red carpet for Fast and Furious 10 let slip that instead of being split into two movies, the final film is now being split into a trilogy itself. It's going to be uh, 3X. It's going to be triple X. He's bringing triple X to the, to the Fast and Furious franchise. But how can you have a trilogy when there are already nine movies before the 10th one, which is going to be a trilogy? Like if, trilogy. If any series could do it, it's the Fast and Furious series. <laughs> if any series can break language as well as physics, it is the yes. Fast Absolutely. So that's the latest because obviously uh, the Fast and Furious uh, 10 is is coming out this week as we record. We'll get there eventually, but but we're we're sort of enjoying the the, the journey as as we keep saying mm-hmm. uh, with all these movies. But but these this news is sort of you know crashing over us as we speak. So I just wanted to sort of address that for people who will be no doubt interested to hear it. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I love that that they hit number 10. They're like, there's too much movie here. We've got to split it into two. And then Vin Diesel just on the red carpet, seemingly at random, like <laughs> randomly during a, an interview. I'm serious. Like if you go and watch the clip, if you can, it's him and Michelle Rodriguez on the red carpet. And Vin, I think maybe has had a couple of Coronas before he's gone down the red carpet because he's just got a very chill. He's very happy to be there. Very, very happy to be talking to everyone and just let slip to this interview. He's like, yeah, you know, we, we just uh, wanted to do three movies. And, and the interviewer flips out. She's like, is that an exclusive? Did you just let something go? And he immediately, he does the, the, the fade away. He and uh, uh, Michelle just leave. They just immediately leave. <laughs> 
Wait, they do the Homer Simpson retreating through the bushes. Pretty much. Like they basically just go, ah, <laughs> and then they just walk away. It's, it's the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. The craziest thing I've ever seen. And you've seen all of these movies, Stu. So that's and I've seen all of these movies so far, except for except for Fast Ten. That is quite humorous. But we're uh, going to get through. We're getting at least three more movies now, Nat. That is glorious. The podcast sub, uh, subsection now expands. <laughs> uh, I did have my brother was asking me the other day. He's like, "Are you going to be with us in the cinema? Are you coming to Gold Class to see Fast Ten? I'm like, "Well, I've got to get through the rest of the films." I know I we're we're a like, bit behind for for, for various I, reasons. Look, while I feel like I probably could work out what's happened if I went and saw it without seeing all the others. I feel like just I have a duty now to go through yes. uh, and, the, you know, the record. It would be a crime to see them out of order at this point. That's right. At this point, I need to, I need to follow through. Um, but I guess, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's take it away and dump into this one. Dump into this movie. Yeah. I meant to say jump and I said dump. Is that a Freudian slip? We'll find out. <laughs> uh, sum up the plot of this one for me, Stu. <laughs> well, I guess after their uh, successful heist in Fast Five, the the, the family are, are scattered to the winds and then living their best lives in various places around the world. And then they're called in for one more job because it's there's a guy. There's always one more job. And there's, there's a guy... Uh, Owen Shaw, who has his own crew of ne'er-do-wells, who is doing jobs and only uh, you, doing car-based crimes, and only car-based <laughs> criminals can counter him. It's glorious when The Rock, at the beginning of the film, is like, there's only one group that can do that. One group in the world so that can good. do that. And I have He's to go so after good. them. He's <laughs> Has he, uh, not to not to uh, foreshadow my minute challenge too much, but has he gotten even bigger, The Rock, between those two films? I think, I mean, at this at this point, yes, he is he is pumping up like a balloon. It's um, insane. Like he was already, as we as we talked about last week or last podcast, he can't put his hands next to his body. He's just a moving Stay Puff Marshmallow Man at this point. Yes. And it's just like it's he's almost walking with a crucifix style, arms out. To almost. the point. It's like boom, boom, boom. Absolutely, uh, to, to the point where they have to cast a comically huge man on the opposite <laughs> side to provide yes, him they, any sort of like physical challenge. Yes, and they even uh, make it's that point. Hilarious. He's, he's yeah. white, white hobs. He's uh, white hobs, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, let's, let's get into our minute challenge. And I believe, Stu, it's your turn to go first this week. Okay, all right. So starting off with Furious 6, I'll, I'll just quickly say, Natalie, I'll, I'll address up the top. This wasn't part of my minute challenge, but. Um, you mentioned um, the, the title of the movie, which is Fast and Furious 6. Yes. Um, and it's listed in all of the, you know, references to the movie, all, all listings of it in, in IMDb, on, on Wikipedia, on, on everywhere. It's Fast and Furious 6. That's the title of the movie. What does the title card of the movie say? Furious 6. <laughs> does it? Like, even, even the movie can't agree <laughs> what it's called. Like, the naming conventions have got so out of control at this point that they are just in, into an uncontrolled skid when it comes to naming these movies. Um, because it's the so title funny. card, go back and have a look. The title card of the movie is Furious 6. That's it. Like, it's always referred to as Fast and Furious 6. Yeah. In every single piece of media that refers to it, the title card is Furious 6. It's insane. I'm sorry. So I just, I just fast, wanted to get that out of the way. The Fast and the Furious. The Fast and the Furious 2. Fast. No, no, Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, Quite sorry, yeah, of course. Oh, of course, Too Fast, Too Furious. Yep. Fast and the then Furious, Fast and colon, Furious, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. Then Fast and then Furious. Fast and Furious. Yeah. Fast Five. Fast Five. Fast and Furious 6, a.k.a. Fast Furious, and Furious 6. 6. Furious 6. <laughs> and then, like, just to foreshadow the next one, the next one is Furious 7, <laughs> right? And that one sticks because that one is always referred to as Furious 7. Yes. 
And I think right? that's because it's sort of well with like Magnificent Seven or Secret Seven. Sure, exactly. Seven, yes, exactly. You know, seven is a good number for a team, uh, even yeah. though it's not the number of people in the team. It's the number. It's of not the number of people on the team. There's <laughs> not seven people on the team. <laughs> I thought there was a lot more on the team. The team seems it is. I think I think it's more than seven. The team is nebulous. It grows and shrinks as required. Yes, exactly, exactly. Whoever so, whoever's contract is up and whoever's having a feud with one of the other actors. This is the thing. I was reading the Wikipedia entry uh, just before we began to refresh my memory of uh, the plot of this film. I watched the film uh, three days, four days ago, five days ago, a while ago. Compared to you know my usual tactic of watching it and then jumping on to record straight away. Watching it literally just before we record. <laughs> Um, no, I'm trying not to be that bad. But, yeah, just to give myself a reminder of, oh, that's right, that's this one because we're getting to the point now, Stu, where I'm like, hang on, was that Fast Five or was that this one? And they don't even have a name. They're just referred to as Dom's crew. Or oh, do you think they should have, like, a group name? They should have a group name, like the Hustlers or the like, Dragsters. Like the, or- well, the, the, the Furious Seven or something. The Furious Seven. <laughs> this, this is what I mean. Like they're just the fast, too fast, too furious crew or they need branding work is what I'm saying. They need that, That's true because as they, they become his- as they become more like superheroes, they definitely need like an Avengers style like group moniker. <laughs> Hang on. Opinion from outside the pod here. Hello, it's Greg Wire from the Smart and Better podcast here. I'm oh. standing next to Natalie. Hello, everyone. Um, yes, it's, surely they're just the family. Oh, that's a good point. The family. They don't that's very true. Family doesn't need the names. Family. Yes. They, they, you know you're either in the family or you're outside the family. Yes. That's it. <laughs> they're in name. I'll raise an important point, though. The family is a, a very, very well-used cult name. Uh, you've got the Manson family. You've got the Family International. Yeah, well, I mean, call, calling them the family makes them sound a little bit like a cult, but I guess that's kind of uh, appropriate. I don't know. <laughs> It is kind of appropriate that they're a cult, yes. They're a car cult. Yes, it's a, a cargo cult. Uh, sorry. The car, uh, the car, car, does, car does go. go. Yeah. Oh, yes, I'm here all week. Um, yes, but it's, they're, they're so famous. They're, you don't know I mean, you know I mean like Dom's Family, which sounds like a... Italian pizza chain. Or a 1970s Australian movie. But Oh, um, yes. <laughs> but it's uh, they're just the family. They're so powerful and famous now. They're just the family. Like, the family. Like, everyone knows. Everyone goes, oh, it's the family. They're, that's how powerful they are. <laughs> anyway. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Love it. Love your work. Coming on the podcast and just invading it without permission. Bye, everyone. Love you. Bye. But back to Furious 6. My point was they don't have a name and they should have a name. So they maybe, should have a name. Absolutely. Maybe we just call them the Furious Crew. The Furious Crew. There we go. That'll do. The- yeah. So after, it's after time that. for your uh, minute challenge. So the first item on my list is the longest runway in the world. And, of course, I'm oh, referring God, to. Yeah. I'm talking about the. <laughs> I'm talking about the runway at the end of this movie, the set piece where the plane is trying to take off and they are trying to keep it on the ground. And, oh um, my god! That's you, that, Natalie. Did you notice that while you were watching that the first time through? I'd be very interested because not even you remotely. Don't pop it. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where the movie is so fun and the the action is so entertaining that you just <laughs> don't notice that they drive on that runway for literally about like the the, the entire yeah. set piece takes about fifteen minutes. Right? Yeah. People have gone and tried to calculate. <laughs> How long that runway just, would have to be, right? Some some calculations suggest that that runway has to be at least a little over eighteen miles or nearly thirty kilometers long for the sequence to take place in the way that it does. That's the minimum that it would need to be, assuming that we see it in real time. If if we have any sort of like time jumps or cuts or anything, it would have to be even longer. It would have to be easily be 
the longest runway that has ever been built. Um, now, could we make an excuse and say, do you know how in America there was a law passed, I think, during World War II or something, which was if you're building highways, you have to build stretches of highway that are completely straight. So in the event of sure. some emergency, planes can land uh, sure. on the straight bits except, of highways. Except we, know that this, except we know that this is an isolated military base that they're on. So it's uh Sure, it's but what definitely- I'm saying is maybe that military base is under the same instruction and it was like, look, you need to make the widest, the longest, sorry, the longest, you know, it has to be a really long airstrip. I, I don't sure. know. I'm trying to come up with excuses. Sure. Hey, Something that cannot maybe. be explained. It is just, uh, it's yeah. just a funny detail. They are on that runway for literally they like 15 are on minutes. That- and then they just don't, they can't seem to take off and eventually they kind of like stutter and they're like, and they pull well, it I mean, it's a fun sequence. It's the it's a fun yeah. sequence because like, like the cars are trying to like shoot harpoons into the plane like yeah. it's a giant whale. What I was waiting for, Stu, is I was sitting there waiting for someone to go into the, the plane, like a bird strike. Into the <laughs> the yes. I, that's because I was like, it's got to happen. Someone has got to go through an engine at some point. Like this is, it's got to be Toby Stevens at the end of Die Another Day going, woof. <laughs> <laughs> through the engine like you can't have a jumbo jet that size or a military craft whatever it was that size and not have someone get sucked through an engine and it happened and I was very pleased but yes you're so right I did not even clock the ridiculousness of how long it's funny no, no one ever does the first time through but then you watch it again and you're like they've been taxiing for a long time <laughs> <laughs> you can't even sort of go well the plane was just taxiing and they were alongside it because they're in fast cars going fast they so- are fast cars going fast the plane is actively trying to take off it's getting it's yes. getting some speed yes. <laughs> so there's no way to justify it they completely screwed that pooch no. but it's no, hilarious absolutely. it's one of those wonderful movie logic things where you, you don't notice it the first time through because the, the sequence is so fun like they're trying to take off like sure where we're trying to take off and the, the family is uh, the, the furious crew are stopping them and it's fun it's a fun sequence there's the back and forth there's fights inside the plane outside the plane yeah it's incredible it's it's a great great sequence it's wonderful I love the enthusiasm that you're bringing to the podcast with this movie from here on out i am a i am just unenthused i I am i am unironically loving these movies natalie i have to i have to just (laughs) declare that up front i will have quibbles i will have things that we can talk about but i love all of these movies from here on out like i cannot i cannot say to you that i didn't like any of these movies because i have the best time watching them they are great And that's what we love um, here. Unashamed, unashamed, uncynical adoration. Absolutely. We, we are through we are through the rough surface. We are it's it's yeah. all paved asphalt from here, baby. We are <laughs> we are we are smooth, smooth running all the way through. <laughs> Fast cars and hot babes all the way. Absolutely. It's great. The next item on my list is the embodiment of family. Little Brian shows up. Oh yeah. Uh, so so yeah. yeah, like Brian and Brian and Mia have their have their baby. Did she have the baby while he was out racing? Or was she in labor when he got back in? And they don't well, this is the thing. It's, it's, it's weird because the, the way this movie starts is that Dom and Brian are having a, a, a car race. And it's yes. almost like they're continuing directly on from the previous movie. That's because they were just wondering. about to go and do it. Exactly. But it turns out, no, it, it's been several months and Mia's had the kid. And just every once in a while, Dom and Brian go for a weird 
drift off, but which I, is I, fine. I, like that's. I, I, I think the way I justified it in the end in my head was that oh, it's not that exact race, but it's they've they've been hanging around waiting because she was quite pregnant yeah. at the end of the last film, like ready. She to was. She was pregnant. about to have the kid. Yeah, absolutely. But she was in a different place, like in a hospitaly type place. So I figured that it was some sort of you know oh maybe the next week or something like that. So my head canon chose to justify it as close, but not exactly a pickup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Thematically linking the two films. They already tried to go, no, he's going to be into American muscle. No, he's going to be into exports. Like they have that rivalry over what the kid's going to like. I was watching this and for, for some reason that really rubbed me the wrong way this time around. I'm not sure why. I was just kind of like, Dom, back off, man. That's not your kid. <laughs> you know? No, but he's a Toretto. He's, like, he's, he's, he's literally not, man. You need to back off. <laughs> Oh, wow. Some, uh... I really, it really kind of, I don't know why that, that sort of, that, that really like grated on me this time. It was just sort of posturing, like I'm the, I'm the head of the, I'm the, you know, head of the family. It's like, yeah, but it's, it's not your kid though, is it? Like, I know it's your sister, but like, you know, They're back all... off, man. Come on. They're all his kids. <laughs> They're all his kids. They're all his family. That's the that's yeah. the thing. You're going to be a great dad because I'll be around to kick your ass if you're not. <laughs> yeah, I'll be around to kick your ass if you're not. Cool, man. Awesome. Uh, aren't you wanted? Aren't you wanted in several countries? Like <laughs> it weirdly that whole the you know them having the kid made me kind of weirdly sad because I know Paul Walker's going to die in real life soon and so Brian yeah, is going to be yeah. out of like the franchise and then I was like oh that poor kid <laughs> oh. <laughs> at a moment for the for the fictional family going oh no I like if you'd watch this film at the cinema you're just like oh cool and there's another movie planned after this probably and uh, you know this kid will be in there and this will be this family and and you didn't know that he was going to die but I I watched it obviously knowing that Paul Walker you know sadly is uh, left left us and sure, so I mean, you, like, you know oh. that going in, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, oh, they had the kid and, oh. Just kind of cast a, a weird pull yeah. over, over some of these earlier movies, yeah, because you, yeah, yeah, you know it's yeah. coming and it's like, oh, man. Uh, because everyone, everyone's yeah. just having such a good time. Like, like everyone's, yes. everyone's having the best time. Like, everyone just and, seems to be very happy to be there. They all like each other. And you mentioned how Dom, you know, with his two girlfriends, is like male power fantasy. I think the other <laughs> yes. male power fantasy is – Mia just being like, oh, yes, Dom, you must go and race cars around the world in very dangerous yeah. circumstances because it's just Brian, who you are. Brian, like, like, yeah, yeah, Brian, oh, Brian, like you've got to go Brian. do this thing. Yeah, yeah. You've got to do – and I know that and I support you and love you even though I'm, you know, pregnant or have just had your child and uh, <laughs> that's fine. You yeah. go off and race I, I would cars. Really like some, I would really like some help raising this newborn, but um, you yeah. go race some cars, I guess. <laughs> I was like uh, – it's very nice of because it's incredibly dangerous stuff that they do, but they're so yes. good at it. Of course, they don't need to worry about that's it. it. But I think again, because Paul Walker died in real life, that's part of why I had this reaction of like, maybe don't do that, brother. Maybe just <laughs> sit one it out. Weirdly, like it weirdly adds an element of risk to all the things that they do because you're like, no, really no, does. I know that he died in a car accident. Like exactly. it sucks. Like- that's that's the thing. I think it's because if he just died of you know natural causes or you know hollywood scandal or something it would be different but because he goes on to die in a car accident it's like he literally died like racing cars like he was he was driving like a car and like lost control and crashed into a pole he he wasn't racing specifically he was coming back from a like a picnic or a family gathering or something with a friend Hmm. and because i looked it up and it was something like they just went around a a notorious sort of bend and lost control but they Lost control and crashed, yeah. Yeah. Terribly sad. So knowing that, I'm kind of like, no, don't go, Brian. Just 
for the love of God, just stay at home for a while. You've got a wife and child to think about now, man. Come on. The kid is literally hours old and you're leaving to go. And and Dom, of course, is like totally fine with it because, you know, that's the crew. And it's like maybe Dom should have gone, no, you're going to stay at home and look after my sister and my nephew. Like, no, yes. no, no. You're coming with me, bro. We're going to go race some cars for The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> That, that will become that will become an interesting situation as the movie goes forward, and they have to start dealing with the fact that like he's literally not there anymore. Yeah, it's it's interesting how that sort of plays out. I mean, it is the I think the way they get around it is they talk about how much they're sort of longing for home, even though they've all got millions and yes. millions of dollars and they live in beautiful houses by the sea in exotic countries. They still yeah. yearn for a shitty, dilapidated wood house in the suburbs of <laughs> Los Angeles. Well, hey. Hey, it's home all about, it's home, all about home, 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 is, home is family. Home is family and we're all just going to live together in this weird house. Yeah, I know. This weird share house situation. Is <laughs> that what's going to happen? Weird share house situation where we're like literally eating on the pavement out the front of the house. Like we, talk, we talk about the family being a cult. It's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. Like can you imagine Tyrese with his private plane and – I just, they have a level of wealth that is not enough to justify exactly what they're spending on. <laughs> yeah. Like they yeah. made 11 million bucks each. Now, nothing to be sneezed at. I totally they, am like respect. But Tyrese is on a private jet. Yeah, and, absolutely. And Tej at one point buys a whole bunch of luxury cars just to piss yeah, off they, the British they're portrayed, they're portrayed as billionaires. But they, and, they have like Bruce Wayne money. Yes, they have endless supplies of money. Anyway, that's, uh, look, where does Natalie draw the line once again? <laughs> where, where does Natalie draw the line? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's a fun, I didn't have that, I didn't have that in my um, minute challenge, but I like that they just have a completely separate, like, like we talked last uh, thing about how they get all the cars just off screen yes, in a street yes. race, which, which is fun. This time around, Tej gets all the cars by humiliating an Englishman. Yes. Um, oh my God. <laughs> I, f- I forgot to write that down too in my minute challenge, but the portrayal of English people in this film is hilarious. It's just hilarious. They are. All, there's. I think Tyrese makes some joke about, oh, this is 007 shit or something. But no, 007 doesn't exist in this world. The British police and, you know, SWAT and whatever, they're all bumbling. This is our patch. Like the the whole setup at the start where Shaw mm. gets away, all the police around his hideout Every single policeman yes. in London is surrounding his hideout, fully armed, fully jacked, just lined up on balconies, pointing at this building. He, of course, is like, ha-ha, gets out of the way, demolishes the building. Everyone's kind of stuck there. And so the only people who are clever enough to, well, they were not allowed to get close, but they realise that, oh, my God, it's a trap, and they're able to get out and go chase him, are the cool Americans. <laughs> and then every British person is either like bumbling, incompetent, or just downright insanely rude to a level of- Or, like, or in one case, Rita Ora. Yes, yes. One, it's just- <laughs> Rita Ora, and I actually made notes about what she said because it baffled me. Are we getting ahead of ourselves? She says, We might be getting in, ahead of ourselves. We'll get to Rita Ora later, but I just want to address the what? British guy who sells well, the Well, actually, no, no, this ties in well. This, this, might, this might give us a, a way in because I, I did the very next item on my, on my minute challenge was in this movie, they go to another exotic location, London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so my point about that in my notes, which I didn't write down in my minute challenge, again, memory, but I don't know that car travel at that speed is even possible in London. I think I I thought exactly the same thing. Exactly. Yes. Congestion traffic. Like you can't even get into London without paying money. 
Like you have to pay a congestion yeah, no. tax to travel within the, you know, in, in the inner city London. And it's like, I just don't think you'd even be able to have streets wide enough, clear enough to do anything near what you do, even at night. <laughs> in some of the moments, like you see them sort of weaving between cars, but then in other moments, those streets are just empty. Just and I'm empty. like, I'm sorry. I know it's meant to be like, it's meant to be like late at night so that they kind yeah. of get around it that way. But even then, London is a 24-hour city. Like there are yeah. always cars on London streets. I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's it's not like Rio, you kind of get it because Rio's kind of South America. It's got these big boulevards. It's I'm sure it has loads of congested streets that we wouldn't know about. Um, I've never been to Rio. But they have these big broad boulevards and they have this kind of they're by water and, you know, by the sea, whereas London is on a river. It's built up over a millennia. It's really, it's cramped. It's, you know, it's, but they've got all these yeah. crazy, yeah, street races happening. I was like, I just, I just don't think, I think they would be being arrested quite quickly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, they would have, they would be forced to stop and then police would arrest them. Yeah. And they're so conspicuous because, you know, weirdly enough, anyone who lives in London probably doesn't really have a car and yet it's congested. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but I suppose yeah. when you've got a city of 12 million or whatever it is. Yeah. It was quite funny. Absolutely. A lot of the, um, the shooting they did around Piccadilly Circus was uh, actually practical. Like they did it there. They're, they're one of the only movies to be allowed to film, like actually in Piccadilly Circus itself but they were only allowed to shoot for about sort of two or three minutes at the top of every hour they could stop all the cars coming in for like two or three minutes do like one one take basically and then they'd have to let the traffic back through and then wait an hour until they could go again so apparently that that sort of sequence was a nightmare to film and they they ended up doing a lot of it um on sets and things i uh, so i so wish that that was the film like we're gonna yes. get out of this massive chase oh we're stuck in Billy piccadilly circus <laughs> yeah. you know slam on the brakes oh listen- man london traffic yeah listening to some music going i can't and waving at each other like i don't no, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real Fast and the Furious movie. That's where the runtime is. It's just an hour stuck in yeah. Italy. <laughs> That's it. It's real time stuck in London. Yeah, traffic. yeah, 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 yeah. Film's three uh, hours long. But yes, no, just that British guy. I just want to talk about that British guy for a second before you resume. Yes. No, no, absolutely. Uh, because they go to get some cars. The Rock and Tej are both standing there and they are racially profiled by a racist Englishman. But it is, you have to admit, that is like comically, comically over the top. Oh, it is. Uh, I mean, it's, it's played for laughs, but it's weird that that's where they went. <laughs> like, they just sort of went, obviously the English are racist. And like, hey, you know, fair play, like, you know, not a, not a problem. But then they're like, so what we're going to do is we're going to have Tej and The Rock absolutely humiliate this man. I, I mean, I love, the, I love the scene where they make him strip. Lots of fun. Okay. Mm. Great. It's great. Fun, fun um, stuff. And they make him walk out in his boxer shorts. I thought they were going to make him strip totally nude, which would have been hilarious. But he is like cartoon, like the guy is cartoonishly, he might as well have been King George from Hamilton. He was that level of like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a snooty Britishman. I'm snooty and you're clearly, and the thing is, also, too, by this point, this is 2013. Like in the world, we know there are a lot of rich African Americans. Uh, sure, yes, but but he he addresses that. He 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 racistly addresses that. He's like, you don't have enough bling, right? <laughs> you know. Oh, that's he's right. Like, his reasoning is they can't be rich because then because African Americans <laughs> show off their wealth. They're ostentatiously draped in uh, jewels and things like that. Yes. Yeah, it's hilarious, but it's very much that. Oh, this is what Americans think. Like you can see an audience going, "Ha, take that, poms." <laughs> well, it's it, yeah, exactly. It's very funny to see an American movie portray like London. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like portray England in the same sort of 
surface level borderline racist way that they portray like Brazil or re- or like <laughs> Cuba or something. You yeah. know what I mean? It's funny yeah. to see like Americans do something like what once you sort of hit something you're actually familiar with, you're like, oh, but it's not like that. Like, oh, oh, what else aren't we being what else is is not shown properly in movies? Oh, it's not that I'm not saying there aren't sh- you know, snooty. I mean, look at, you know, half the people I'm sure who went to the coronation are probably like, oh, there are rich black people, really? How does that work? <laughs> oh, know, yes, I'm absolutely. I'm sure there are. But, yeah, it just seems who goes on that long? Like who who literally stands there for that long going, I'm just going to insult you now for five minutes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> now, now I'm just going to lean in. I've got a tight five that I'm going to do and, yeah. I'm going through all of my material now. Like wouldn't you – like and so you can't be here to buy something and if you're not staff, which you obviously would be staff, so go through the kitchen door, but if you're not staff, then uh, you need to le- – like, like you just – it was so over the top. Like we really need to show yes. Americans just how awful British – people yeah and look it just made me it made me laugh it was so it was was so yeah it was so ott and then he like proves it by pretty woman style you know essentially you made a big mistake huge and he buys all these cars he's just spent his money his hard-earned heist money and these are not cheap cars one imagines and i don't know how many he got but say four he's just spent probably a million dollars on cars just hey, to oh more than that <laughs> just to just to humiliate a stupid british guy whose opinion is just matters for nothing like to me well, it's I think like, they, they, they needed the cars though this, this is the thing that they needed the cars for the of course job of course that they were doing. of course they did but the rock even says like we can steal these cars and that to me would have been the funnier thing. Like they just no, steal no, no, them no. Out. The, the, the rock says the rock says you're not stealing these cars. Oh, okay, yes, right. So because so the rock is like, still a cop at this point, so he's he's like you're not stealing these cars, and he's like, well, you know. he says, well, I've got this, and so he just buys them, and so then of course the British man has to be all obsequious and and kowtowing, and oh yes, thank you so much for buying. Oh yes, and now yes, here's my shirt and here's my pants and everything. So I get, I like, I get it. I do get it. But in a way, Tej is like, you've just spent your own money, Tej. You're not going to get that paid back. The government, you're doing this for a pardon. So you've just spent your own money. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you can't can't provide them with an itemised invoice. Yeah. The British man has now just made money out of you. Okay, he's had to take his pants off and he's learned a lesson, but he's also a million plus dollars rich. Do you know what I mean? Like it was a weird. A a subtle little lesson there about like power dynamics. I don't know. Definitely, definitely that. And like, hey, I've got money to spare. (laughs) And maybe if you think about it, like they've got an unlimited supply of money, then yes, that's that's more hilarious. But it just. I feel feel like I feel like again, like this is we're we're talking like Bruce Wayne levels of rich at this point. Like they're just like they have money, capital M money that they can spend on things. I'm not in that mindset. My mindset is you got ten million bucks guys <laughs> and you've already Tesh we know you've already set up your dream mechanics thing where you deliberately don't rip people off and you do you're an honest mm. person and now you've just spent all your money on like a yeah well I sure showed you by buying all this stuff like giving you all, all this money for the things you yeah, were selling just for the uh, opportunity to make you take your pants off at the end like it just something about it was like I get it but also weirdly an own goal I don't know maybe it plays better with that American audience was like yeah yeah that's for trying to take our country <laughs> 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 I don't know. 
<laughs> no, that's it. I mean, you forget sometimes that the Americans have a very weird relationship with the British. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in Australia, we're kind of like, yeah, they're just all a bit naff, really. Whereas in America's yeah. like, no, oh, no, they were the enemy and whatever. And, and we're all like, yeah, I mean, they think yeah, they're so they're, good, but we're better than them. And, yeah. and you know, there's this weird chip on like, their shoulder after all these years. You don't need to prove yourself, America. You've clearly been better than Britain for many <laughs> yeah, years in terms of, you know, healthcare, maybe not, but, you know, a lot of other things factors you're you know kicking goals so don't worry about them yeah anyway that was that was just my delight in that whole very nice sequence of the film anyway back to your list uh the next item on my list is uh hobbs dom flex off just yeah. at the end um, i'm not sure whether you clock that at all but um it, it's a pretty famous moment in the series where for some reason like there's speculation they weren't even on set at the same time or that they were refusing to like look at each other at that point we're already hitting the point where there was some tension on set apparently not huge but there was a little bit of tension between these two huge personalities and it culminates in a in a climax in in the sort of denouement of the film the 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 sort of epilogue where they just sort of stand near each other and talk and never acknowledge the other's presence it's very very strange so so this is vin diesel and vin Vin diesel and the rock at the cookout at the end they sort of have that little conversation where they're like you know uh, i respect you your family and blah 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 but like they don't look at each other they sort of stand near each other both visibly like puffing their chests up (laughs) um and they just like like two bantam roosters ready to have a cockfight (laughs) Um, they just sort of don't look at each other. It's weird. It's a really weird moment. Yeah, there, there's no good explanation. No one seems to be able to pinpoint exactly why that was filmed that way. There's, there's conflicting reports about whether they were even filmed at the same time or whether like coverage was done with stand-ins and things like that. And that's why it's filmed really weirdly or, or so something. This is, it's just bizarre. This is the one where they're like standing next to each other looking in opposite directions. Yes, yes, looking in opposite yeah, directions, okay. not each other. They're having a conversation, yeah, yeah, but they're not yeah. looking at each other. They're sort of staring into the middle distance over yes. each other's shoulders. Okay, I just, I've just brought it up weird. as a YouTube clip and I'm looking at it. And you're right, yes. I, didn't, I didn't really clock it at the time because it seemed like it was just muscular men who are having a moment but can't <laughs> make eye contact. I mean, look, because yeah, look it is. Like, <laughs> that is literally what's happening. But What I don't understand is, I mean, The Rock, okay, you never see, but Vin Diesel just seems to eat red meat and beer. How is he so freaking, you know, and I guess he's getting the protein. But all those guys seem to eat is barbecue and drink beer and they're, they're like super fit as well as being car, you know, car dudes. Yeah, and they drive everywhere. So, like, you know, it's not like they're getting like incidental exercise. Yeah, that is that is kind of weird now I look at it like that. I think it's just the bald heads. I don't know. It's sort of – like I mean, again, it's, it's, two, it's two glistening sacks of walnuts sort of <laughs> – Pressed up against each other. It's bizarre. But yeah, that moment is also quite famous in fandom, like just just them sort of flexing in the vicinity of each other. It's very yeah. weird. It's a very weird the moment. The Rock has this gun very visible on his on his waist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It just bounces because, you know, it's just bouncing off his abs. Because it's, I mean, it's a prop gun, of course. Like, you know. Yeah. The next item on my list was, uh, we, we talked about it earlier, but um, like Elena, weirdly cool with um, the whole situation. Like, yeah. She's at the start and the, and the end of the movie and she's like super chill about everything. She's like, yeah, well, whatever. She, I'll just, go. She, I'm a cop again now. That's fine. Like, Yeah. She did say, so when- the Rock first finds Dom at the start of the film and she comes out. He doesn't acknowledge her. He doesn't even seem to. And But they work together. That was the whole thing. They work together in Brazil. So Yeah, that, that, and, she kind of, and she kind yeah, of leaves like, to go off with the bad guy. So they, they he, Dom literally leaves them 
at the end of Fast Five mm. with the big um, vault full of no money and it's the rock standing there with Elena and then you see Lena, uh, later Elena with Dom. So she's kind of obviously gone, okay, I'm going to go on a holiday now and turn up with Dom and then left. <laughs> yes. So he, he either knows that she's been with Dom and he just ignores it or he didn't know and he sees her but doesn't have any reaction to the fact that she's there. So it's it's this weird thing where it's just completely overlooked like, oh, hey, here's my former, you know, worker buddy in Cop Buddy from Brazil now just hanging out with Dom. I'm just not paying any attention to that yeah. fact. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, and the thing is, like, she was such she was such a big part of the, the previous movie and then she kind of is just, like, extremely incidental because they have to get her out of the way because, because Letty's back. Yeah. You know, like, so they, they brought back Letty and that's the relationship they're interested in. So she's just like super chill about everything. It's like, yeah, sure. I'll go back to being a cop. Like, you know, I blew up my entire life to be with you, I assume. But yeah, um, yeah. like, it's fine. It's fine. I'll just go back to being a cop. That That's super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose The Rock can pull all sorts of strings. He seems to have that power. Sure. Yeah. He's, Hobbs. Sorry, I mean, Hobbs. He's, he's definitely strong enough. He can he can pull as many strings as he needs. And then um the the final item on my list is uh we finally closed the Han loop. We've done it. Right. We've done it, Nat. We're here. We're here. I'm gonna say to you though, it makes no sense. We're at the sense. end of the pretzel. I, I know. Hey, look, it doesn't. <laughs> but we have closed the Han loop. So so in this movie, obviously Han is there and Giselle. They lampshade the crap out of the fact that they are going to kill off Giselle because they keep putting her in danger and Han, ha- Han having to save her, which is weird. It's a weird thing because Giselle up until now has seemed fairly competent and not in need of like damseling, yeah. but but she keeps getting put in situations where uh, Han has to save her. And then at I the end, she makes that, the conscious- you're right. Yeah. That they, at, at least two times, it might be three, she nearly dies and Han saves mm, her. Mm. And then at the end of the movie, she makes the conscious choice to give up her life to save Han. Yes. Um, uh, because, of course, be like, shot from behind. He's, he's about to be, like, killed by a henchman. So she, she sort of lets go and jumps away and, and in jumping away shoots the henchman and then, you know, dies because she fell at high speed from a car as opposed to, you know, crashing through a flaming the flaming wreckage of a giant cargo plane, which apparently means you're fine. <laughs> you just walk um, out of it. Because cool you were in a car, Natalie. You were in a car. Cool guys walk away from explosions. <laughs> he wasn't cool in a car. That was, her, that was her fatal flaw is that yeah. she wasn't in a car. She wasn't in the car. Yeah, yeah. that was the what she needed. Uh, Even yeah, the most was- ridiculous uh, moment in this movie, which is um, Dom crashing his car, which gives him the momentum to fly through the air to catch Letty out of thin air <laughs> like Superman, and then oh, like, like he and then he falls to the ground, but he doesn't fall to the ground. What does he fall on, Natalie? A car. A car. He lands on a car. He lands on a so car. of course he's fine. <laughs> All of his superpowers are car based. You have to understand this. <laughs> It all makes sense. It all makes sense. You, you, oh. you could say, you could say, if you were being uncharitable, that that scene is utterly ridiculous, and both of them would have been ground to a pulp. They would have been smushed into like road salsa. But actually, I just don't if you know look how. at it, he he launches from a car yes. and lands on another car. And so yes. totally, totally plausible. I'm and on board. Anything that happens within that car-to-car vortex is, uh, is yes. physically possible. <laughs> is, is physically possible. It's fair game. It's, it's all fair uh, game. It's, it's on a car. <laughs> I've got that on my list too because I was just like, I, I laughed so hard when that I happened. I laughed and laughed because I was like, oh, he's not. And then she gets flung out of her car. They're on opposing bridges. Like there's two bridges, one going north, one going south yeah. and whatever. And she's going one way, he's going coming the other, and she gets thrown out of her car and he jumps out of his, 
his momentum is somehow enough to not only arrest her momentum but push it back onto the other side of the car and save them. Surely they would have collided in midair and exploded (laughs) and dropped. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like they they should be. They should just be a giant, a single pulpy red mass by the end of that whole sequence. I do. He is, you know, twice her size, so he would have more force behind him, I guess. This is where, see, Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast needs to see this. He hasn't seen this film yet. I need to show him that sequence. He's He's got a degree in astrophysics. He can he can explain how that happened, the, the physics oh, behind man. making that work. Yeah, that was so, it, it made me laugh so hard from the ridiculousness yes. of it. It was yes, yes. nutso. Just there, there's multiple points crazy. in this movie that just make me laugh with delight. Like just, yeah. they happen and I just cackle and that's good. That's good to have in the world, I think. <laughs> it's just just a movie that is, it's such a fine line because the movie knows what it's doing. The, the movie's not doing this by accident, right? Like like yeah. it's, it's it, it knows exactly what it's doing, but it is never, ever, ever winking to the audience. It's never, it's never undercutting its own reality. It's just saying, yeah, man, these guys get in cars, they're superheroes. That's what happens. <laughs> like you just have to go with that. Like these, these people can do these things. Except for the other two from Fast Five who didn't make it. Yes. Uh, yeah, they didn't make it to this one. <laughs> they didn't but make yes, it to this like, one. But bringing it back around, so so Giselle obviously dies in, in this movie, um, so they get her they get her out of there. I assume that's because she had to go and be Wonder Woman. I and think so they actually – no, no, this was well before because, like, Wonder Woman was several years later because um, this, oh, was, okay. this was 2013. She, she's spoken before how she was disappointed after she left the Fast and Furious franchise that she just sort of – her career sort of stalled a little bit and she had basically <laughs> almost – uh, Get it? Uh, like I see, see what I see what I did there. Oh, yes. wait, wait. Say, say it against you. Say it again. Her career stalled a bit. Her career Just... stalled a little bit. Hey! Um, <laughs> it's going to work so well. It's going to oh, yeah. work so well yeah. every time. Every yeah. time we do a joke, for me to get you to repeat it, so I can hit the to, to repeat it, so you can bring up the soundboard. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That won't be tedious at all. Um, so the um. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but um, she uh, she has spoken previously about how you know her career had basically you know hit a, hit a wall and had sort of she was considering you know giving up acting and going and doing something else and then she got the Wonder Woman role and everything took off again uh, in a in a much more major way uh, mm-hmm. so everything worked out everything worked out but um, she disappears into the darkness and goes off to become Wonder Woman. Um, I just assume that she's got to come back like Han did, but uh, except Han didn't because he's. They're looping him Han back didn't to Tokyo. because he he goes back to he finally goes back to Tokyo and has I assume like again imagine that like when we talked about this last last episode but so after the events of this movie Han goes back and then Tokyo Drift happens yes right that's the timeline of these movies so he he finishes this insane uh, job he's yeah. lost the love of his life yeah he then goes back to Tokyo. And you know, has that fairly low stakes adventure with a with a mentally challenged American starts hanging out with eighteen year olds. Yeah, it starts starts hanging out with eighteen year olds doing petty crimes with flip phones. Yeah, with a bunch of flip phones for some reason. It's it's like a star thing, and then is killed in a car crash, which we now have recontextualized by the arrival of Owen's brother. So yeah, so this is the thing. I only knew the concept of Shaw. 
as uh, Hobbs and Shaw, as Jason Statham. That's that's all yes. I knew, that there's Hobbs and Shaw and one of them was Shaw. And obviously since watching the films, I've worked out that The Rock is Hobbs, so Jason Statham must be Shaw. So when they he said at the start of this movie, oh, there's only one man who does this and he's this criminal Shaw, I was expecting Jason Statham. But then it's Luke Evans, it's Gaston. From it sure is. The live-action Beauty and the Beast. and he's It's a, Owen Shaw. He's a wonderful Welsh actor. Uh, Indeed. Rarely in his Welsh accent, but there's a series he's in where he plays a detective in Wales investigating a murder. So Pembrokeshire murders, I think. You can track that which one. Of co- down which of course you have seen. On yes. Britbox. Yeah, of course. I'm all over. I'm all over the. D- Although I've locked myself out of my Britbox account. I don't know what I've done, but <laughs> I, I can't. I can't get into my Britbox account. And I'm like, no, I need to watch murder shows. <laughs> um, detective shows. Detective shows. They just happen to always be about murder, but it's the detectives. I need to look at, and he's, his one is based on a true story. So that's him in his Welsh accent. But normally he's in American accents, like in The Alienist or British in this one. Hmm. So, yeah. But he's excellent, very, very versatile. Like imagine doing Beauty and the Beast, the musical, and then coming and being this guy. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, this. This was probably I don't know when was the Beauty. This, and the Beast? this was well before. This was well before was Beauty before. and the Beast. As well, yeah. Okay, all right. So I, when he showed up, I went, "Oh, that's not Jason Statham. That's Luke Evans. What's going on here?" And I went, no. "Oh, Jason Statham then you get must just be just a little taste of Statham at the end. M- must be his uh, brother." And then, of course, he shows up at the end. Uh, and of course, then, then, he, then he says, then he, then he says in the most ama- like in the most amazing Jason Statham way. I love how he says, "Dominic Toretto." Oh, are you there? Oh, are you there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to do the whole line. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I just mean like I, I love how he says, he, he, just the way he says Toretto. 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 Yeah. They, <laughs> just, don't, just they, is, don't, they don't pronounce the uh, second T. The T's. It's like yeah, when, yeah. Like when Americans say button, the button. I yes. Guess the button. Yeah, yeah. Dominic Toretto, Toretto. <laughs> he says, uh, you don't know me, but you're about to. But you're about to. It's <laughs> <laughs> ah! great. So, so good. And so he's revealed as having shot Han. Like he caused the accident and then. Well, shot- he, didn't, he, didn't shoot, he didn't shoot Han. He, he crashed his car into Han's and Han's car explodes. But and I Han, thought he, and Han dies. I thought you saw him. No, no, he doesn't. He, he doesn't shoot. He he throws Letty's because Owen he had Letty's necklace, the cross he necklace. The cross, he throws right. the cross necklace at the car just to sort of indicate that this wasn't an accident. Yes, very weird. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, kind so of contrived. A, uh, a bit of ret- retconning there. Uh, but so they, they retcon the crash from Tokyo Drift into Deckard Shaw taking uh, revenge for his brother. Yeah, so he's decided to hunt them all down or something. I mean, it's pretty amazing that a family would have two psycho, you know, killer military brother things. Uh, Indeed. Pretty crazy. It is pretty um, crazy. Will he be in Furious 7, I assume? He is the big bad of Furious. So he's the he's the, the, the big bad of Furious 7, yes. The nemesis. Um, the nemesis. Uh, and shows up and, and causes trouble for the family on their home turf. But they have... Very different accents, Luke Evans and Jason Statham. <laughs> they do. They do. It's almost like they didn't think it through properly, but, you know. But I guess maybe it's American. It's all good. It's like, oh, they're all British. They all sound the same. They're all British. Exactly. They're all British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just as long as the bad guys are British in some way, that's fine. 
That's all we need. Mm. But Luke Evans was quite good. Like he's such a good actor. Like he was really quite good as he was. I mean, like to be honest, yeah, yeah, he's great. Uh, He's great as like this this consequenceless, uh, very very driven bad guy. He and um, Dom have that conversation. They have like one conversation. They they contrive to have one moment where they sort of face off against each other, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they obviously got permission to film at the Battersea Power Station, which I'm not not sure would be as deserted as it looks. Like I'm pretty sure that's been converted now, but maybe that was not then. But, Maybe uh, not then, and yeah. They contrived it. They obviously were like, no, we've got a full week here, so let's do two scenes here. So we have yeah. Dom follows Letty and has a confrontation there where he tells her all about, you know, their life together and all the scars that he knows how she got, mm-hmm. and it's all a bit weirdly sexual. And then she drives off and... <laughs> then, and then Luke Evans drives in and then they have a confrontation at the Battersea. <laughs> Power station. Yeah. Let's make the most of this location, everybody. They, they get a two for. They get a two for. It's got a two for <laughs> out of it. And then they have the whole, which was kind of like a defining thesis of the movie, wasn't it? Where he says, "You, the quality that I like is precision. You know, no one person of the team matters. They fall out of line. They get replaced. That's what makes me efficient. I'm precise. I don't make mistakes yeah. because I don't care. It's like." And you care about family and that makes you weak. It makes you predictable because you care about family. But, of course, it's an American. And he cares about his family. So that's what makes him powerful. <laughs> that's it's it. So, it's so like let's have this, you know, uh, almost Bond level, like, oh, Mr. Bond, you're emotional. It is, you it is a very Bondian yeah. back and yeah. forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come, Mr. Bond. We're not so different, you yeah. and I. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, was it Steve Coogan and, and uh, Rob Ryder was the trip, wasn't yes. it? Come, come, Mr. Bond. Come, come, Mr. Bond. We're not saying, no, it's come, 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 come Mr. Mr. Bond. Bond. Doing Christopher Lee, doing Scaramanga. Doing Scaramanga, yeah. Um, let me <laughs> go through if you have finished your. Uh, that, that is the end of my list. We're, with the with the uh, completion of the Han Pretzel, we are at the end of my list. The Han Pretzel. I'm kind of sad to have lost Han and Giselle. I liked them both. I know. Like, they're both great characters. And they had the whole thing with um, Tej. I think it was Tej or was it Tyrese? It was Tyrese, I think, going oh, oh, Yeah, it was with love. Roman. Yeah, yeah. You're in yeah. Roman, that's right. Sorry, I always keep calling him Tyrese. That's his real name. That's fine. That's fine. Instead I mean, of, these, these people Roman. are basically playing themselves anyway. It's fine. <laughs> I can't, why am I calling him Tyrese? His name's Roman. Okay, so Roman. And he's like, you're in love. You're in love. I love the transformation of Roman from two-bit hustler in a – in a ankle bracelet in Too Fast, Too mm. Furious. Like literally out of jail, busted ass, to flying on a private jet yeah. with three different women and then when they gets the call that he's got to go help Dom, he's like, oh, here, look, here's some vouchers for the buffet. <laughs> <What? laughs> yeah. But I get I get He's the comedy relief. I get it. I get it. Uh, anyway, so my list, here we go. The Rock got even beefier. Oh, he found Dom just like that. Did you notice how – so they have been on the run. Well, he hasn't been searching for them. He knows where they are, but the, wherever they I, – I forget exactly where they are, but that they explicitly say on screen that there's no extradition from wherever yes. they are. So ba- yes. so basically they're untouchable. Portugal, right? Like maybe. Like Hobbs knows where they are, but he can't go in and arrest them because he has no jurisdiction to grab them basically. Yeah. So it, it just seemed funny that he rocks up and he's like, I found you real quick, Vin. Vin Diesel. No. Dom. I found, I found like, you real quick, Vin Diesel. <laughs> I, I wasn't hiding the rock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he said, hey, I'm not hiding. 
And yeah, and that's when Elena walks out and he has like no, he doesn't even like acknowledge her at all. Yeah, hey, yeah. I remember you from Brazil. Like he, uh, yeah, because, makes because sense. again, unfortunately, she's an afterthought in this movie. <laughs> she she yeah. has to be there because she was there at the end of the last movie. That's right. I think this is why I was confused because at the very end of Fast Five, there's that post-credit sequence where he's like looking through files and Eva Mendes comes in and says, oh, you're going to want to see this. And it's like, is it about Dom Toretto? She's like, no. And he's like, I'm not interested. So it seems like at that point he's still looking for them. Yeah, but, also- but again, like like wherever wherever they are, he can't touch them basically. So I assume at some point he figured out where they were and then also realized that like he can't get them, so he's just sort of biding his time. And where did Eva Mendes go? Because I thought uh, that unclear. was indicated she that is, she was going she to is, be. No, she's not. I don't. It's not really a spoiler to say like we're we're not seeing Eva Mendes again. Like she doesn't really oh. show up again. Like, it's a bit of a, a bit of a shame, but I'd just just to rip that, that band aid off. Oh, see, I would assume that she was going to show up and be like the new big boss or the something something no. fun <laughs> character. It would be good. It would be fun, but no, she doesn't. She so that doesn't was show just up a cameo. That was just a... pretty much yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're just like, oh, yeah, and also, like, we're just acknowledging Too Fast, Too Furious exists. Was she in Too Fast, Too Furious? Yeah, yeah, she was the she was the main, like, girl in that one. <laughs> oh, my God, she was. Yeah, yeah, that, that's was. where she's from. She's from Too Fast, Too Furious, yeah. Oh, my God, I had completely forgotten that. <laughs> how, did I, how did I completely forget that? She was in uh, Because Too Fast, one. Too Furious is a, is a long time ago and a bit of a mess. I completely and, forgot. And, that's right. She's and, a and, and as, as you were saying, yeah, yeah, these movies do start to bleed together after a while. You do have to sort of work hard to keep them I, separate. I honestly thought that was like, oh my god, that's Eva Mendes in a cameo. She must be coming up in the films and becoming like a a boss. I had forgotten that she was in the second one. I'm so bad. Oh, you wow. you forgot that she was even in this? Yes, I forgot. Oh my god, Natalie! Ah, oh, wow that that was a revelation. Sorry, no, I she's, just completely she's forgot. She's playing that she the was... same FBI agent that she, she was is. Playing of course, in, she in is. The, yeah, that's yeah. why she's there. She's there as yeah. a cameo from her previous experience. I took it weirdly as a foreshadowing of a, she's going to join the franchise. No. She was no, already in the like franchise. And- she's, she's been in the franchise. She was. She had a major role in one of these movies. Okay, well, my head has just been exploded by my own inability to remember things. <laughs> That's spooky. I do like the trope of the crew uh, doing one last job to go legit to get their pardons. Always good. It's a nice nice trope. How are Ronan and Tej still rich when they keep spending on all these random things? (laughs) There's a street race. They go to a street race, but it's not really a street race. It's like performance art in a- Yeah, it's a very British street race. (laughs) There's like choreographed dance routines and people in costumes and then Rita Ora, as you mentioned, shows up and she says something like- You can say what she says. It's gibberish. It's just nonsense. It's something about, because this is London, baby. This is London, baby. It's like, what are you talking about? What What does that have to do with anything? Oh, out here, we're used to getting what we want. This is London, baby. What does that mean, Rita? Yep. What? Sure. What? Who are you talking to? What's happening? And also, with the street races, aren't they supposed to end somewhere and you sort of see a victor? But they, but they do. This is the thing. Start- there's a random. There's literally a random line on the street that somehow both Dom and Letty know means that's the finish line. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I just noticed them pulling into Battersea Power Station. Yeah, and, and like, then the race, the race is over and they both agree that Dom won because because contractually Vin Diesel has to win everything that he does on screen. 
<laughs> That's a joke, but also not a joke. He, it's literally in his contracts. Oh, wow. And it's like, hey, just like old times, girl, and all that sort of stuff. Like I know you you, you pulled it up too hard or he gave her some advice and because he knows he, he her. Man, he mansplained driving to her is what he did, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, because he knows her <laughs> from previously. He knows sure. her better than she knows herself because she has amnesia. And that was also on my list, which is Letty's back. You know, what happened there, Stu? Do we know why it was that they killed her off and decided to bring her back or? Unclear. Like, like it, it seems like they killed her off in, in Fast and Furious to generate some like melodrama and then immediately realized, oh, Michelle Rodriguez is, is great and we like her. And why did we kill off that character? So then they immediately bring her back. She's out for one movie and, and that movie features a cameo at the end where they're instantly like, okay, she's back and she's got amnesia. She didn't actually die. But uh, have you noticed that her amnesia has given her like the opportunity to have a personality transplant? Because <laughs> In the first film, she was kind of really standoffish and surly and I just want Dom to myself, like just really weirdly odd. But now she's a, a bit more like, oh, I'm learning about myself and yeah, okay. And it's like, yeah, this amnesia has been really good for her literal character development. I, I mean, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It gives it gives Michelle Rodriguez, the actress, something to play, Yeah, uh, which is great because she's, she's great. Surly girlfriend bitch, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, she's um, actually much more charismatic. They realized she was a good actor and, and they were like, oh, we should probably give her something to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know whether you've seen, have you, have you seen the new Dungeons and Dragons movie? No, I have not. She's in that as well and she is wonderful. Oh. Um, and she and she plays like a something that would typically be played as usually a guy would play the role. It's like a barbarian sort of berserker character, like you know. And and she, but she she plays it just perfectly. Like it's really really good. She's Aww. she's great in it. That Aww. that movie is wonderful. If you, if you have a chance to really? see it, it is wonderful. It is gen, a genuine delight from start to finish. Really, even <laughs> yes. for the non D and D person, you, you never have to you never have to have played D and D to enjoy that movie. It is oh, a well made movie. I've played D and D. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, Very- but, but I'm just saying like. If you're not familiar with D&D, it's just a fun fantasy comedy adventure film. It's wonderful. Okay. Just a, just a, ran, a random plug for, for a is movie it, that made me very happy. Is it as good as uh, Robin Hood with Jamie Foxx and Taron Egerton? <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's a high bar to clear, Natalie. Because that was a fantasy film and, um, yeah. Didn't, was didn't it? I mean, I, it, kind of, it kind of wanted to be a fantasy film. What a it, fucking mess that yeah, movie was. Yeah, God, it was a mess. Jesus oh Christ. Let's not dwell on awful yeah. films. Let's get back Let's to get this Let's get back to the film. awesome films. So I then wrote the twist in this movie oh yes <laughs> i didn't see coming and i was genuinely surprised and delighted by it it does catch you by surprise the first time around i will admit it's, it's- so cool it's hmm. this is the the spoilers if you haven't seen the film but the rock has a hot to trot hot to trot that sounds like she's horny no like just like on it kind of hot stuff what was the phrase up and coming <laughs> you know agent assistant who of course he has to dock just like he did with elena in the first film he has to go ah you're riley something something you are here and did this and you've got a medal here and this many skills and this this and this many tours and this 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 She's like, I know. He's like, oh, no, I'm saying it for the audience's benefit. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, he said, if you're half as good as your resume says, we're going to get along fine. (laughs) And... Then it turns out she's a double agent. And then it turns out she was um, a, an accomplice of Luke Shaw, which makes sense because he had been in Afghanistan and they mentioned that she had done tours of Afghanistan. And I was that's able to right. put it together in my mind and go, oh, they must have met in Afghanistan and that's where they started and that's how Absolutely. they somehow led to this moment. And I'm sure it's 
still probably not hot, foolproof, but it, it was a good twist. And it, cause it, yeah, absolutely. It was a way he said, coming babe, and the camera pans to Michelle Rodriguez as Letty because he's, you know, Letty's been on his crew and she looks and like she doesn't want to leave. And then it just goes to, to, Riley, I think her name is, and she just yeah. goes, "Of course," or "Sure," or something like that, and then walks away. And I was like, "Oh, you did not!" I was, <laughs> I was genuinely surprised and tickled by that. I don't know what that says about my movie watching or my lack of paying attention or my, but, you know, you know what it, you know what it means. That means this movie got you, which is it, fine. It, That's totally fine. It, it it did it did something I was not expecting from yeah. a movie like this, which was to have the you know the the bait and switch with the hostage, and I went. Oh, I'm actually delighted by this. And even, it even does an interesting thing as well because, like, it completely recontextualizes the, the earlier fight between Riley and um it and, does. and Letty. Yes. So, so Riley and Letty have like a big knockdown drag out fight in a tube in the, station in the tubes. Yeah. Yeah, and then later on they they have a, a second fight, and both fights sort of get recontextualized by that reveal. It's actually kind of it's good script it was, writing. It was clever, and and that's the thing because they have this fight, and you're sort of going, oh, I don't, you know. Letty's sort of the bad guy now, but I don't want her to, you know, lose, but I don't want the nice agent girl who's really cool and efficient and has been running around with Giselle beating up men. I don't want her to die. And then at the end you're like, oh, my God, and then they're sort of really fighting for their lives again. It's like, oh, wow, this is really, you know. And then at the end, you know, when she gets her off the plane and she blows her off the plane, I think, and she goes, wrong team, bitch. And then <laughs> Riley looks at Hobbs and he just goes, huh? Ah. <laughs> like, yeah. You've made your bed. I have made yeah, something for you. I'm just trying to find the quote because The Rock had a few. You know how I said last time he has these kind of hokey lines? Like, yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he, gets given the, he gets given the action movie lines, yeah. Give me the damn veggies. And he has another couple of ones in here that were absolutely classic. Oh, read that British man. I wrote down here. It, the actor was Chris Barry when you can't get Chris Barry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Barry Arnold, would have eaten Arnold that Rimmer, role up. Arnold Rimmer from, from um, what's it? Oh, was this me? I haven't seen this many painful falls downstairs in Britain since Princess Di. I think I wrote that as a joke. <laughs> I think someone... It was in the fight in the tube station and they're sense. no 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 they're, they're falling downstairs when they're fighting in the tube station Letty and and Riley. No I know but I mean but Princess Diana they're, didn't like fall downstairs. No I'm pretty sure or? I'm pretty sure she, she fell died downstairs. in a car crash. That's a that's a that's a connection. I know but I I'm pretty sure she fought, threw herself down the stairs like that was one of the things during the marriage. Oh yes down. sorry sorry yes yes absolutely yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good, uh, good point. Again, yeah no sorry sorry that is a good joke. <laughs> in, in, incredibly tasteless. On my part, Stu, but I'm still yep, going to give yes. myself uh, still going to give myself one of these. Yep. <laughs> nice. Sorry for all the Princess Di fans out there. Oh, he is referred to at one point as Samoan Thor on someone's Samoan phone. Thor. Yeah, Samoan so he's, Thor. He's listed in. I think he's listed in Roman's phone as Samoan Thor. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was very good. Oh, he do, he does say at one stage. I've pulled up. I've pulled up some quotes here. Um, he says uh, to Riley, "Badass and brains, woman. You keep that up. I'm going to be out of a job." Yeah. <laughs> This is what I mean. It's just he has these incredibly like corny but also badass lines. And I thought I wrote down more, but I can't find it. If I remember it, I will um I will make a point. But yes, back to my list. Braga is back. Oh yes, yes. Braga, Braga gets brought back, yeah. He is brought back briefly to give Brian something to do in this film. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Brian has a side quest that he has to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has to go get smuggled back into America, smuggled into prison under a false name, 
I think, just to be in the same prison where Braga is so he can find out how Braga is connected to Shaw, I think. Because what I wrote down here on my minute challenge was something, something, something chip because Luke Shaw is Luke Shaw. Luke uh, Evans. Owen Shaw. Owen Shaw. <laughs> Owen Shaw played by Luke Evans, not yes. Luke Hobbs played by The Rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so confused. Owen Shaw is trying to assemble components that will build a MacGuffin. And that MacGuffin can take out militaries. Or no, he can sell it's that like a, it's like a It's a super EMP that'll take out like whole defense grids, basically. Yes. So he yeah. is trying to get that and he has to steal one final component to make it happen. Because mm-hmm. you never you never get them on the first, because of course you don't no. you don't do you? You always get them on the last. There's always one uh, so last he, thing you got to get. Yeah, and so he is somehow connected to Braga, so they have to find out. So Brian has to get himself into prison and he uses the guy from the previous, no, it must have been Furious 4, the FBI guy that he punched in the face. Yeah, it's, it's from Furious 4, yeah. The, the, the guy yeah, he the brutally one. assaulted. He um, who he then, like, you know, you know, he brutally assaults again. Yes, but in a comic, like, sorry about this man. And yeah, like, sorry, i got to do this again. <laughs> Which I thought was quite fun because he has to get himself put in solitary confinement so Braga will turn up. And then Brian is able to murder or at least severely maim three. Yeah, it's unclear what he does to Braga, like, like, and his henchmen, like at least he, one of them is probably dead, right? He takes out, at least is able to immobilize the henchman. Mm. And then he does stab Braga with his shiv. Like he has a shiv yeah. or something and he does stab him in the gut to make him talk. And then he's just back on the team. Like you don't see it because there's a whole yep. thing where they he arrived on a private plane in his prison jumpsuit handcuffed, but that was all a ruse because the guy who picked him up, the cop that he then assaults, is doing it as a little side thing. He's like, if I get busted for this, oh, it's on you. And he's I can't believe I'm doing this to you. So he convinced this guy who he brutally assaulted, hey, can you help me out and get me into prison? Yeah. He gets him 24 hours in prison, but he has to be out by nine o'clock the next morning. It's never that, that's revealed. When... It's never revealed how he got out. He just no. It's unclear. It's 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 one of those things. The movie's like, okay, you get it. Like like we're done with this. So um, he gets back. It's fine. Yeah, but how? If it was some random prison in in some Central American, South American country, you could probably justify it. Going, oh well, you know, they probably just you know, have a laissez-faire attitude to security. But this was like a proper American lockdown remote yeah. prison. And then he's just kind of back on the team. He's like, oh, we'll meet you over there. And it comes back just in time to see them, you know, moving to pack up to go to Spain to follow Shaw. So what happened? How did he get out of jail? Yeah. He assaulted, badly assaulted at least three people. What happened with that? Yeah, like like somehow, somehow he got out of jail and he's back. And, and he can't, how did he get out of the country again? Because if he gets clocked, he'll get arrested because he's wanted yeah. by the FBI. What happens to you? Unclear. Unclear. <laughs> uh, it happens off screen. Uh, so we don't need to worry about it. Um, and then he's back. Yeah, and he's back. And then the information that he got, was weirdly inconsequential. Yeah. Like they, they literally are just like, that's okay, like don't worry about it. It's like, why why did he do that then? Like what <laughs> it was just literally something for him to do. Yeah. Because Paul uh, because like weirdly Paul Walker like increasingly feels isolated in these movies. It's it's weird how it goes on. Like he's just sort of a second Dom in a weird way. Like he's a more fun and sort of carefree sort of character. Yeah. He's good at everything, but he has no real personality yeah. or, or character traits. At least Dom, Dom has some clearly defined character traits, 
Brian is just sort of there as well. But now. He's, he doesn't. I- I guess he figures stuff out because I think he's the one who figures out because everyone's at the military compound in Spain to stop him breaking in. Yeah, yeah. He he kind of brings like that inside knowledge sort of thing to how cops think and and that sort of stuff. And then he realises, no, 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 he's not breaking in. He's already got – he's in the compound. He's going to rob the – they're moving the chip via a convoy. He says, oh, they're going to attack the convoy. They're not going to – and the thing is what I was very proud of myself is I pinged that first. (laughs) I was like, yeah, Natalie, you pinged it. They're the car guys. Why would they attack a building that's surrounded by a thingy? Then that's they, it. They'd, they'd attack by cars because they're they car guys attack- too. Yeah. Uh, and they have like f- Formula One cars that they're driving around, like really low set Batmobile. Yeah, like cu- customized, customized flip cars. Like, like yeah. they can flip other cars. It's great. So is that what they do? Oh, okay. So, so they, yeah. they literally do that. Like they, like he drives it at the police cars and flips the police cars. Yes, that's very cool. So, yeah, so I pinged on that one. But that's sort of what Brian does. And then when the plan all goes wrong, because they've got a plan on how to take down Shaw and his car guys robbing this convo on this bridge yep. uh, where the Letty saving incident happens. But at one point everything starts going wrong. And uh, was it Dom or someone else is like, this isn't the plan? Or Tyree, I think maybe it was Roman. And he said, this isn't the plan. He's like, we do what we do best. We improvise. And then take the car <laughs> into like a massive skid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then Owen Shaw, uh, for some reason, gets kill crazy and starts just randomly running over cars and shooting in a giant tank. Oh, so talking about injuries again, like they drive a tank out of the truck. So there's this massive truck in a convoy and then they get in and drive the truck and Letty's, you know, in the tank with he and some other couple of other dudes. And they drive this tank out onto a bridge. In a pretty cool moment, I will say, like when that tank sort of busts out of the back of the truck, great, great stuff. Look, you know me, I love uh, GoldenEye. Love a good tank. Yeah. tank. I love a tank on the street chase. Can do no wrong. It's always good. But again, the violence. Yes. Yeah, and because they, they show they show some people getting out, getting out of cars and, and running, running away and sort of, sort of avoiding of it. There is definitely at the start there. He he is running like, over. He's crushing, crushing people. He is cars. absolutely killing people. Like they have to be drivers have to be being squished left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah, but like, they get around it by going, "Oh, look, that woman got out of a car." But like, where are you going to go? They're on a bridge. There's nowhere yes. to run. <laughs> you can't run off the road into the hills and hide behind a rock. You're literally on no, a bridge. You're on a bridge with, with high sides, like like over a ravine. Yeah, it's crazy. So um, anyway, but that was a really fun sequence. And then I had the whole thing where I went this – because they got they – got, they arrested him. And I was like, this feels too early for this movie to be finishing. Yeah. Because yeah. it honestly felt like that, that car thing was kind of felt climactic, like – this is how we're mm. going to get him. And then they're all standing around and going, okay, well, we got him and now we're going to have go home and whatever. And then that's when they do the big switch and reveal. Oh, no, he that's when he comes out and says, oh, we've got Mia. So, you know, do yeah. you want to talk to your – I'd say, I'd suggest calling your lovely lady friend. And uh, he calls Mia and she's like, Brian. And then that's when he does the reveal and says, I'm walking out of here right now. And the police, again, British police go, we can't let that happen. And then the rock just holds a gun to the the commander's face, going, "Oh, you yes. will let it, that happen." He's like, "It's one, it's one life versus millions. We can't let him go and go get this thing." And and the rock's like, "Yes, you can. You will let him go." <laughs> okay. And then the, there yeah. are no consequences for the rock uh, for no. doing that. By the way, well, like no. he held a gun on a on a, a British like army officer, and it's fine. Well, you know, he's the rock, so he's yeah. American. <laughs> so know your know your role. I think. Was, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Was that one of his wrestling catchphrases, or was it Stone Cold Steve? Austin. Someone <laughs> someone said know your role. 
yeah. in wrestling. And, uh, you know, so that's what The Rock is is throwing down there. But, yeah, that's the moment of the twist. And I, I feel that because I went, this feels like an ending, but also this is way too early for this movie mm. to be ending. Like it feels unfinished. And then, of course, they get into the whole plane yeah. long and runway. The whole plane set piece happens. The whole plane set piece. Yeah. Did they have a post credit sequence for this one? I can't remember. I feel like they did. Oh no, they had the Han. They, they had, had, had the, Han, the, yeah. It was the mid the mid credit sequence. Mid credit sequence yeah. with with Jason yeah. Statham. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, so that's sort of where that's Furious Six. Furious Six. And if we didn't mention the plot, it's um it's just about a guy, a mercenary, trying to steal pieces of a weapon to construct. It doesn't a weapon matter. The, and sell the, it. the plot is a is a thin excuse to have these people <laughs> drive cars in in fun situations. It's great. Yeah, and they got their pardon and they could go home to America. So now I can only assume from here, Stu. I can only mm-hmm. assume. Yes. That yes. They now become essentially contractors to the U.S. government to get brought in for. <laughs> Remarkably astute of you, Natalie. Yes. Thank um, so you. now, so now they are basically just they're, they're private, don't, don't, get, don't get me wrong. Like they're private individuals, but they're always getting pulled in for what we need you. Like no one else can do what you do. No, maybe train someone, guys. You're the US. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe like- you know, you, you, if you you continue to have a series of car based conundrums, so maybe train people to to <laughs> deal with those sort of things. Get some of your really good spies or army, you know, Marines. They're all very fit and active. Get them on a dangerous driving course. Um, <laughs> But no, they don't know. They don't feel. Was it, was it this movie where they were talking about building your own car and you have to build it to know how it feels? Like Tej, is it Tej in this film talking about? I think that's what he's saying to the Rock when they're at that 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 yeah. um you know car market or something. It's like oh no, when you build a car, you know, there's a special bond because you've, <laughs> you've built it. <laughs> when you work, you know, you alter it yourself, I guess. So yeah, that was that was very. Strange. <laughs> it was. It was very strange. I'm, I'm pretty um, sure that you know there are some super super duper cars that are still going to be excellent and high powered without needing you to tinker around with them, Tej. Yeah, absolutely. But Tej. Oh, sorry. One more thing about Tej is when he walks in. You know, they get recruited and they go to London and they walk into their office and they look at all the equipment. And he's like, "Oh, finally, some equipment I can use." Ah, oh, some equipment I can work with, other than all apart from all that crap in Brazil. It's like again. Again, the timeline, like they have all this yeah. advanced equipment and then Han goes back to Tokyo with flip phones. Like it's Yeah, yeah everyone everyone in this movie has like smartphones. And Tej is a genius. Like he's yeah. he's Tej is the computer guy. He's, he's the computer genius. He's the gadget genius. Yeah. But yeah. in like remember in the second movie, he was just a dude in overalls running street exactly. race. <laughs> he was he was a, he was a low time, he was a small time hustler guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, there was a little bit of tech involvement there, but not much. They haven't started out of nothing, but it's like yeah. Suddenly, he's the he's the cue of the operation. It's also, like, the- I think he might have been working out because there was definitely a, a pointed scene of him shirtless at one point. Yes, everyone's everyone's up their game, and he's like, "No, no, no! It's uh, for no reason. I've just got to be here without a shirt, just so you can all t- see that I've been working out for these movies." <laughs> but Vin Diesel and The Rock are never without shirts. They've always got singlets or they really. You know, tight fitting shirts. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no shirtless stuff uh, in this one. And actually, I I will say, and you know, I don't want to like body shame anyone, but like Vin Diesel in this one isn't looking quite as pumped up as he usually is. And I'm not sure whether that was something happening, like, or whether it's compared to The Rock, who was particularly pumped up in this one. Yeah, Um, I think he just looked, he looked less impressive in this one than he normally does. Vin Diesel is muscular and like. He's like big and strong, whereas The Rock is massive, freakish. And he's he's a like giant human. Yes, pumped up, you know, with so many so, so much weights and stuff like that. We you sort of feel like Vin Diesel's just been 
out in a car junkyard moving car parts and beefing up that sure. way just through you know heavy movement but Absolutely. Still impressive. Still impressive. Still impressive. He, I, I like that they do a that they they literally have wrestling moves in the final fight. I don't know whether you clocked a bit of that. Like there was there was there was a, a few uh, a few clothes lines and coat hangers and things like that. And ah, they, they seem, when he was wrestling that, a bit of that when he was wrestling the big guy, like his when he was fighting the, when, when the Rock was fighting White, the big guy, there was a bit of the, White Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs> White Hobbs, exactly. And, and there was also one move which delights me every time I see it, which is literally Dom launches him himself head first at a person and like just like a human bullet um and like just collides head first with another person and like completely destroys them <laughs> it's great it's uh, so good uh, and finally there is a cookout um, there certainly is a cookout it ends on a cookout at, at the at the family the family the fam- home family home and they uh they all say grace you actually see them saying grace this time i love that you know the twist from like violence death kill kill cars murder guns kill death uh we give grace family barbecue. thank you fam, for family barbecue and thank you for bringing letty back and welcome little james the newest member of our family <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the juxtaposition of these movies it is very, 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 very silly. I'm just trying to look at my notes and see if there's anything that I've missed. But uh, look, we've been raving about the movie now for a while. Um, oh yes, here uh, Piccadilly. So they, uh, the London thing was definitely a Monopoly board trip around London. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, absolutely. When they're driving, this, look at this, this landmark. Look at this landmark. Uh, I'll leave my notes there. So now we have to get to the point where we rank these films, Stu, and this is where things yes. get. Uh, you know, they get a bit difficult. Look, it does get tough. I'm very interested to see where you would put this movie, Nat. I, I had multiple thoughts. I'm just trying to find my little uh, – where's my little thing? Because where, where do we stand on where do we stand on your list at the, at the moment? So at the moment, my rankings are Fast Five, Too Fast, Too Furious, which is a bit strange, but eh, it was fun enough, except I forgot that Eva Mendes was in it. <laughs> <laughs> the Fast and the Furious – Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Oh, didn't hang on. Sidebar. Didn't Brian and Eva Mendes kind of hook up in that film? Yes, yes, they did. Or they 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 certainly were implied to. Yeah. So that didn't pan out, obviously. And then he no, and he went, went back went to Mia. Back to Mia. <laughs> okay, all right. So we've got Fast Five, Too Fast, Too Furious, The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious. Now. Absolutely. This one is very fun and it definitely ranks near the top of the list. But do I put it number one because I loved Luke Evans and I loved the twist or do I put it number two after Fast Five because Fast Five was pretty fun with the whole heist element? Yeah. A bit tricky for me, Stu. I'm not it's uh, entirely sure. It's a tricky one. It's going gonna, gonna to get tricky for the next couple of movies where you actually place them, I think. Yeah, it is going to get tricky. I think part of me liked this movie more. I liked the ridiculousness of the of the um, everything's amped up from the last movie. Absolutely, everything's amped up. The ridiculousness of the of the Letty Dom pluck out of the air thing is probably yeah. enough to get it across. But I do love the vault from Fast Five. I I yeah. do love the Fast Five thingy. So I might put it second. Okay. Just to, I might whack it in second and then see how we go because I don't I can see myself having a situation like I did with the Bond films where I'm like oh hang on Furious 7 I like better but better than 5 not and then I have to readjust so I'm I'm just gonna yeah I'm just gonna put it second okay Uh, well that's good because that's exactly where I put it too 
Oh, um, really? Yeah. So I have, yeah, yeah. So I have, I have Fast Five in, in the top, and then weirdly, the back, the back half of my list is a bit different to yours because I have Fast Five, then the Fast and the Furious, the original, uh, then yes. Tokyo Drift because I quite like, I, I like Tokyo Drift. Um, yeah. then Too Fast, Too Furious, and then Too, and then Fast and Furious, the fourth one. Okay. Um, so I'll slot. Furious so 6, order. right into the second spot. The top three for me at the moment are Fast 5, Furious 6, and then the Fast and the Furious, the first one. Okay, um, yeah. I've which got fe- which feels right, which feels right at this stage, I, I think. I've got Fast 5, Fast and the Furious 6, and then Too Fast, Too Furious, and I'm not entirely sure uh, about that one, but we'll <laughs> we'll figure out. Uh, That's all right. I mean, meantime, like, Too Fast, Too Furious is its own thing. Like, it's 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 very much a fun movie. I just yeah, yeah. have it a fair way down. And I, I, th- I think... This movie, like everything is amped up, and yet I think Fast Five is just such a really good self-contained little heist movie. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so well done. And it has the whole um, we're getting the team together and it's the first time they, they, they pull everyone in and I need this guy and we need this guy and we definitely need this guy. And this one, they sort of like make the call, like you've got to come back and they all go, I'll be right there. We're turning the plane yeah. around, you know. So they do that a bit, but it's not quite as impactful because it's, you know, the second yeah. time, not the first time. But as we conclude, would you like to hear my brother's comments, uh, Simon? Absolutely, uh, I would love to. the furious expert to hear about this. He said to me the other day, because I said, oh, we'll, we'll be doing seven next, so you'll have to get ready. He said, yeah, I have to Google them because I start to forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, he's very keen for the uh, for the for the film, obviously. Uh, so he says here the bad guy is. Oh no! What did he say first? He said check out the. He sent me the IMDb score, saying check out the IMDb score. And it just says it has a seven out of ten. Uh, right. So I assume I assume he's showing me that you know it was popular. I'm I'm not sure. Anyway, he says the bad guy is Luke Evans. I think that's Chris Evans's brother. <laughs> <laughs> it is not Simon. It is yeah. not very different Evans. <laughs> yes, but I can kind of see how you'd make that mistake. Both handsome uh, brunettes. Anyway, Hobbs teams up with the FF crew. Oh, there you go. My brother just called it the FF crew. The FF crew. The there name. we go. To save the world from the next bad guy. Sure, it's got some wicked action scenes, but this is the one where people started going. Hang on a minute. The part where they drive out of the airplane. Smiley face emoji. <laughs> the, the stunts get really silly. But, yeah, storyline very similar. Catch the bad guy. Letty shows up in the UK for the bad guys and Dom has to try to convince her she's family. <laughs> the cool cars are the Silver Jensen Interceptor. That's a UK-built car. Also, oh, yes. Rita, Rita Ora makes a cameo. She's pretty tidy too. Not wrong. <laughs> and then he sent me a picture of... His car was in for servicing and he sent me a picture of a another car which has a great big <laughs> he calls it a great big dildo wing. Right. Okay. It's like a, a big spoiler on the back or a wing or something yes. like that. Yeah, and yeah. I said, Oh, is that for make it go fast? And he said, Yes, full aero on it, so a flat underbody helps move the air around the car and keep it stable at high speed. Expensive shit from the States. Um, and then I said, uh, also, is is Gail Gadot in oh, – I wrote Gail, Gail Gaston. <laughs> Gail Gaston. <laughs> and I must have autocorrected. I said, so is, is Gail Gadot dead now? That's sad. And he said, uh, who's that? And I said, Wonder Woman. And he said, oh, yeah, she's so hot. Yeah, dead. Skull face. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then he said, uh, I only just watched Wonder Woman 2. How awesome. And I said, yeah, the first one is good, but I heard the second is mega crap sticks. And he said, yeah, started it crap. I said, I didn't bother. <laughs> he said, yeah, it was on TV Sunday night. <laughs> My brother is very, um, uh, what would you call it, analog or in his uh, settings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much not online. Not really online. I think they have Netflix, but I don't, th- I think that might be it. So maybe maybe binge or Netflix, one of the two maybe. But uh, yeah, so he doesn't, he still will send me things going, oh, this movie is on Seven Mate or this. <laughs> so he watches terrestrial uh, TV. So that's quite, Very nice. quite fun. He's old school like that. It's pretty good. Anyway, so thank you, Simon, as always. Stu, as we uh, start to conclude the ballpark, do you have any final comments? <laughs> Uh, no, just just uh, to reiterate that, like, had a great time watching this movie again. Um, I've seen it many times. I'll probably see it again. Like, it's it's, <laughs> it's not my favorite of the franchise, but it's it's a great movie. It's fun and, and like surprisingly and well well made, well well put together. Everyone's having a great time. Like, you can't ask for anything more. I like, did... these movies know exactly what they're doing, and it's great. Yeah, I did notice a few little CGI bits, mostly in that tank sequence. Yeah. I noticed a few cars that were being falling. You know pushed off the edge and stuff were yeah uh was cgi'd a bit that was the only thing that i kind of noticed the still- yeah a, a lot of that was practical but but then a lot of it was also yeah uh, CGI what, what i mean is there's enough practical stuff still being done there to be like really impressive oh yeah so yeah, yeah in terms of cutting a swathe through the the cgi machine to actually still do physical stunts is is pretty good because there would be Marvel movies where it's all CGI. Like there's oh, no it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you obviously had a had a good time watching the movie. A, as yeah, well? I had a good time watching it. I, as I said, I laughed heartily at many points. Yeah, you know, quite liked Owen Shaw. He died at the end, didn't he? He kind of just got blown out of the plane. Uh, yeah. You yeah. didn't. You didn't see a body, so I was assuming you know he might still be alive. But then when it I realized, oh, that's his brother. His prob- brother is probably that's out his brother for, coming out for, for revenge. For revenge. So yeah, he probably has to be dead then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to forward Furious Seven, but also slightly, um, you know, if I can just get a bit melancholy, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit melancholy because we're going to be losing Paul Walker. And we will. <laughs> this will be the last film that he's in, and uh, it'll be interesting to note how they deal with that both you know finishing the film without him and then going on from there (laughs) and i think we can all take a lesson about driving safely Mm -hmm. and keeping an eye out on the roads and thinking about each other and thinking about family (laughs) thinking about family we haven't really talked about it but at the at the immediate end of every single one of these films from the very first one to this one there is a disclaimer that that shows up before any of the credits yes it says don't drive like this in real life please like we know you're all going to leave the theater and want to drive like maniacs but please don't these are all make-believe stunts that we just showed you these are closed Um, roads and professional stunt drivers drivers. this is all make-believe you will die you will immediately die if you try any of this but please don't we have to say this Please don't do that. Yeah, this is this is movies. Movies are different to real life. Movies, everyone. Movies. That is a real disclaimer that is on every single one yeah, of these movies. It is. It's amazing. It, yeah, thank you for mentioning it because I have been meaning to say as I these shots are done under extremely controled circumstances. Please, please understand this is all make believe. Yeah. <laughs> 
highly trained professional drivers and, you know, precisely timed stunt sequences and, yeah. Well, Stu, it has been once again a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this so much. Yeah, it's so great. Awesome, awesome. (laughs) I'm going to find more. So, yes, if you do have a sound effect that you think I should insert, whether it's Fast and the Furious related or not, I will be looking for those for the soundboard. I am genuinely far too excited about this. She is is amped up and ready to go, people. About this development, but let us us do it. Let us make it happen. Uh, So the next up will be Furious 7. If you would like to suggest soundboard cues or just talk to us in general about the Fast and the Furious films, you can find us on Twitter. We're still there, making it cool, at Disco Stew. is Stu and I am at Girl Clumsy. Although weirdly I haven't really been tweeting a lot recently. So, you know, somebody tweet at me. As always to my beautiful patrons, thank you so much for all of your support. Uh, Patreon.com slash Girl Clumsy is where you can go for that. I really, really do appreciate as now playing with, you know, podcasting hosts and all that sort of stuff that helps with costs and everything like that so i do very much appreciate all of you for your ongoing support just you know many many kisses i lay at your feet and and that's creepy so um thanks uh (laughs) (laughs) how do i not be creepy and awkward when i do this basically thank you uh, in as less least of a creepy way as i can you can also follow us on facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne and that's all the things I normally mention. So until <laughs> next time, thank you, Stu, as always, for joining me. A pleasure. And, uh, I mean, it wouldn't be a podcast if you didn't. It would just be ranting into a microphone for an hour and just doing this a lot. Still technically a podcast. I saw a movie today. <laughs> it's not even a joke. Oh, wow, people are going to hate me. But until next time, we always like to say that this podcast is all about... Family. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time, everyone. Bye. Bye.